This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. Sexless marriages. Woof. Tough spot to be. We got some people who are listening to a sex podcast who are in a sexless marriage, and it's tough. We want to help them get started again. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. It starts with one step. You're going to get that step today. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. George, it's been so good. We've we've taught in Egypt. I mean, that is just phenomenal to me that halfway around the world, we got to talk to therapists about helping couples with sexual attachment. Uh, that was such an honor and such a neat thing. It's pretty cool, right? Different cultures, but we all have sex. We might find <laughs> different ways of talking about it, but how fun and refreshing to get people together that just have a goal of wanting to get better at talking about this stuff and get better at doing it. So I'm all in. Yep. And we're going to go other places. So George, uh, what's hotter than hell? I got a feeling you're going to say somewhere down south. <laughs> Texas in August is hotter than hell. But what's hotter than... August in Texas? Talking about sex in Texas. Woo! Dallas. August 12th and 13th. We're going to be helping couples therapists work with couples about sex in Texas this August. So all you therapists listen, you want to go on a road trip, be nice to see people in person. Oh, yeah. this, this changes how you do therapy as an EFT therapist to get the skills of really working with that sexual cycle a lot earlier more thorough assessment, just having fun, getting more skilled and more confident in kind of heading into this area because couples need to help. That's right. They do. So you can go to NorthTexasEFT.com or you can find us at FourPlaySexTherapy.com as well. And I'll have it on the resource section. So since talking about sex, we got to get people who are in sexless marriages to be sexual again because we know it's so important, right, that sex really is the fruit and it's the fuel of a happy marriage. And we feed our partner and we in turn are fed in our bodies, in our sex lives. So without sex, there's so many vulnerabilities in the marriage. So we want to help yeah. people get there. And a lot of people are not going there for good reasons. 
You know, 20% of couples are considered sexless, right? Is that your number, Lori? That is close, yes. Close. Well, what's going on that's something so important? Just think of the shame that you feel if you're a couple who's not having sex. Like, what's wrong with us? Right. This beautiful thing, it's part of what a relationship's about in marriage, especially a committed monogamous relationship, and you're not having it. Right. In my experience, it, our curiosity is always saying, what's blocking the natural process? We all want to be in relationship. Sex is an intimate way of being in relationship. What's blocking that from happening? Yeah. You know, there's many things that I see. Uh, probably the most common really is people prioritize everything but themselves. You know, they, mm -hmm. they give all that energy to their careers, to making money, to maybe raising a family. Uh, they get busy. There's so much that has to be done, all their to-dos. And, you know, they don't prioritize pleasure and touch and affection and physical excitement. They just, they just let that go. And then they find out, you know, over time, it's this, this gap gets longer and wider. And pretty soon, it's just more difficult to get it going again. Right. I love what you're saying. People learn to tune out their signals. They get overstimulated with everything else and they don't listen to that desire inside of them that wants more, that wants flesh on flesh contact. Right. And the more you start to tune it out, the harder it is to access it. So if you haven't had sex in years because you've gotten really good at tuning out, it's not just going to come online and like, yeah, here we are. Let's get rolling. I mean, you got to, you got to search for it. You got to be very intentional in trying to find ways to plug in to what's there deep down. It's just gone underground. Yeah. I often think about it as people become anorexic, you know, sex, sexorexic, you know, sex anorexic. They don't, they let it go. They let this need go. And pretty soon it just kind of, like you said, it goes underground. They, they don't let themselves be hungry for each other anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that's old. We've, we're done with that. I guess that's over. And so to defend against what you said, the shame, the pain of not having this really important thing between them is, you know, they got to do something. And that turning off is a little bit of a way to take some space from that pain. It's like, well, I exactly. just won't need it. I won't need it. Exactly. That's, to me, the heart of it is a failure to repair. We know 10% of all sexual encounters end in some kind of failure or dysfunction. So that's par for the course. Oh, yeah. Right? But if, if the problem isn't the failure, the problem is not being able to talk about the failure. If you can't talk about it, you can't repair it. So you can see couples that have failures that are normal, but they can't talk about it. Now they got to protect themselves. I don't want to get rejected again. I don't want to feel like I'm failing again. So the best thing I could do is avoid it. When you get two people avoiding the negative feelings that could happen in sex, it really puts up a wall that suppresses the, the longings and the drive to kind of have what's so beautiful. I think you're right. You know, there are problems in sex. There's dysfunctions for sure. But I don't think it's the dysfunctions alone that cut us off from each other. It's the disconnect comes from not being able to repair and resolve it. Mm-hmm. You know, in menopause, you know, our bodies change as women. Sex can become less comfortable. We have less vaginal lubrication, less drive, a lot less drive. And we've always, as women, had a lot less drive than usually our male partners. 
but men too start to have problems sexually, you know, as they reach about that same age. And ED, erectile dysfunction, we actually know that 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 men with ED they feel desire, but because of their shame, they shut down sex more effectively and harder than women. No pun intended. Than women do. <laughs> In menopause, that the man when he backs out and says it's done because of his shame issue about erectile dysfunction, that slams the door more effectively than the woman who's saying, "Ah, you know, it's not quite that comfortable. I don't feel it as much. All that, you yeah, know, it's, it's crazy. It's terrible. Both people agreeing not to have sex, and yeah. even in a sexless marriage, there's going to be discrepancy. <laughs> Yeah. One person is really not wanting, they want to avoid the, the shame and the hurt that's mm-hmm. going to come with it. There's always another partner that wants it, that's probably a little bit more open to it, mm-hmm. but they're, they don't want to hurt their partner. They don't want to hurt themselves being rejected. So they resign themselves that it's safer to not talk about it, to not have these you know encounters. And you know it's that resignation to me that's the hallmark of a sexless marriage. Like how do you get two people to not protest anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, protest is the most natural form of, hey, what are we doing here? We haven't had sex in a month. Like, this is a problem. Let's deal with it. You got two people who are not talking about that with each other. Exactly. I, I love what you said. Protest is so natural. And if you've stopped protesting, the odds are there's not going to be change. I mean, that's that's the bummer with two withdrawing people. If you wanted to, you know, maybe you were pursuing in the beginning and you were a sexual pursuer, but you got blocked, you got turned down, you got rejected, and then, you know, stop pursuing. Now we got two people not going to go for it. And that's, that's a tough place because somebody's going to, somebody's got to initiate, somebody's got to start. And they invest that energy elsewhere, as you were saying. You know, they focus on the kids. They usually can partner well on other things. There's a lot still good in a relationship that you don't want to lose. So you tolerate the distance sexually. Mm-hmm. But we're really encouraging our listeners, like, listen, if you t- tap in, you're probably going to hit that part of you that wants to protest, that wants to say, hey, this isn't this isn't so fair. This isn't working. Like, that's a good, healthy thing to because their longing is attached to protest. Yeah. There's a want for change. There's a want for something different. And if you yeah. numb out that protest, you numb out what's going to kind of motivate some change. Yeah. And what you said, that want for change is what I find hopeful about the negative cycle that's crisscrossed. You know, when mm-hmm. there's a woman who's an emotional pursuer and maybe the man is the emotional withdrawer. And a man who's a sexual pursuer and a woman who's a sexual withdrawer, you know, they're they're really stalemated. But for me, looking at that, both of them have want somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's very helpful. It's like, oh, okay, we, you know, we got some energy here together and we got energy in both cycles. This is very fixable. Absolutely. And that's, I think, the resignation makes people think it's not fixable. Or it's something they think, well, maybe next year or next month we'll address it. But before you know it, three years, five years have gone by. I mean, it's always heartbreaking in session. You know, my first session, I'm going to ask, well, what's the sex life? And they're like, oh, well, it's not great. 
Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about it, but I want to know what not great is. And, well, we really don't have sex. Okay, well, let's understand what's stopping you from having sex. When was the last time you had sex? Yeah. You know, it's like they look at each other and it's like you just feel the shame in that for both of them. I know. They have to say that out loud. You know, it's been 10 years, 10 yeah. years. And, you know, they're feeling shame to tell us openly, George, in our office. But imagine when they go out with a group of couples to dinner. And there's a little bit of flirting and, you know, other couples are poking at each other saying, you know, talking about their sex life. You know, they're feeling it much more frequently than just with us and in our office. I mean, that shame is very present. And that's the good news. We want them to listen to those triggers. You see something on TV and you see a couple, you know, making love and you're like, it's been so long. What are you going to do with that? Before you tuck it away, you compartmentalize it. Like, how do you listen to what that's trying to say? Exactly. Right. You have good reasons why you're not having sex. This isn't about blame or trying to shame people. It's trying to get them to be curious. What's blocking us from having more from our relationship? It's good to want more. It is. It's so good to want more. And sex, we know, forms the strongest bond when it's combined with emotional security too. So I I think it's just something we can't ignore and we can't put it off. Let's come back a little bit and talk about some more of the blocks and reasons why people become sexless. And let's shine a little hope on this so that people can get back together. Sounds good. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. These are certainly crazy times where the mental health issues are through the roof and the assistance for that help is hard to find. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy program that offers you video, phone, or even live chat sessions. You're in control. If you don't want to see somebody, that's okay. If you want to sign on and look at your therapist in the eyes, you get a chance to do that. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist immediately within 48 hours. Good news is our listeners also get a 10% discount if you use the code betterhelp.com slash foreplay. We don't have to face all the stress we're dealing with on our own. We need help. That's what makes us get healthier and better. So find a way to get the support that you need. Don't face it alone. Betterhelp.com slash foreplay is here to help. Okay, girlfriend, the best orgasm or sex you've ever had. Would you be interested in this product? Foria is all natural. It's plant-based. They're using CBD oil, which is kind of warming and sensation-inducing. It's an organic botanical, and it's an oil that you use on your genitals, in your vagina, as well as all around the vulva, to heighten your sexual pleasure. This is like ultimate pleasure pregame that kind of turns you on and gets you ready and relaxes you. So, yes, you have my full permission to try this. I endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more, deeper, fuller pleasure whenever you can find it, as often as possible, please. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal to our listeners Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay or use the code foreplay at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness 
com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil. You'll thank me later. All right, Lori. So again, what else do you think is blocking couples from having more sex? You know, part of it is sex is so primitive and so vulnerable. Like the needs of our body, it just, we're literally naked. And I think that is very hard for so many of us, let alone people who have maybe difficulties in their childhoods. Maybe they saw their mother completely shut down. You know, their father would come up and hug her from behind and she's like, oh, oh, stop that, stop that. Or, you know, maybe we saw parents who had affairs and infidelity. Sex was somehow or another fraught with danger in our childhoods. Mm -hmm. And so it became this kind of lightning rod of a a place in our parents' relationships that was difficult. And, you know, we we get afraid. And I think the deal with childhood, um, my husband and I say sometimes, you know, it took us 18 years to grow up and another 50 to get over it. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, it's hard, right? We think that our childhood and what we learn in childhood is truth. And it's not. It's an experience, but it's not truth. It's not the only truth. And it's often hardly the truth about how two people can love each other and keep sex alive and keep emotionally close. I mean, most of us don't come from that. So we have to find a new way. We have to earn security. And that is incredibly possible. Yeah, I like that. My One of my mentors, a spiritual writer, Richard Raw, often talks about, you know, the first part of life is trying to build a container where we need structure and rules. But the rest of life is like trying to fill that container up with, mm-hmm. you know, much more flexibility and recognizing there's so many different ways of things happening and roads to the same place. And so I like that you're saying that. Can we be curious about our childhood, especially in this area of sexlessness? That might show itself as blocks, right? We've learned some tapes, some some of those ways of seeing things that are getting in a way. And it, what breaks my heart with so many couples is that they're so sensitive and loving of their partner. And that's what they want to protect their partner mm-hmm. from these conversations, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're willing to sacrifice their own needs to keep the relationship going. And right. they don't recognize that the cost of doing that is you're, you're taken out of the relationship. One of the most magical ways of really making both people feel seen, wanted, desired, important, all the good stuff that makes a relationship thrive so often can come through this doorway of sexual intimacy. And if we keep it locked out of protection, we miss that opportunity. And I like what you're saying, magical, because... I really believe in this, George, that many times what I feel, what my needs are, actually do mirror the needs of my partner, even if they're unexpressed. So I think about a couple I knew, and he had a really high sex drive. And his wife was really shut down. Well, one of the reasons she was really shut down was she was not touched enough in her childhood. Mm-hmm. So she kind of made up her mind. It's not reliable to depend on people for touch and affection. Even though I need it, I'm actually not thriving because I don't get enough of it. And I'm desperate for it. It was, it was 
a adaptive strategy in her life、yep. to decide I won't need touch, I won't need affection. But then when we grow up, you know, we hit puberty and touch gets eroticized, and so she came into the marriage just with this early decision: I'm not, I'm not going to need. And so his drive, even though it was painful to him to keep initiating and get rejected, actually was the key to her healing, her ultimate healing. And so I believe in this. I believe that there is something magical, and we do have to risk. Even when we're rejected, because it's so important, and it may be just the very thing that your partner unconsciously needs. So important what you're saying. I want to highlight it because this is bigger than not having sex. Now you're starting to expand it into low desire. Right now, a lot more people than just twenty percent that have trouble with desire in the relationship. Right,、oh, and、yeah. what is that?、More、a、like、a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that is about bad experiences. If you had better sex, you'd want to have more sex more often. Right. If having sex makes you feel bad about yourself or makes you feel rejected or you're failing, it makes sense why you don't want to have sex. Exactly. So let's keep this simple. Like, this is a math equation. You haven't had sex because the numbers haven't been working so well when you did. So we got to change the numbers. How do you set people up to have more success in the encounter? Take some of the pressure off. This don't have to be this double orgasm. This you know Hollywood ending. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the goal of the sexual encounter, right? I think so. The expectations are so high; people don't want to come. Sh- they don't want to fall short of that. But lower the expectations. That's one of the practical things we can do. You can get into the bed together, even if you don't have an orgasm, and just hold each other, skin to skin contact. If the goal is connection, that is very doable. Right, and here we are. We're we're starting over, and I think what you're saying just get in bed. Get in bed naked, hold each other. That's that's just step one, right? We know that starting over, it's going to be a process. You're probably not going to have this instantaneous double orgasm thing. You don't have to. Because all that pressure is going to come in, and、right. that's okay. And all that pressure, we want to take it off. So first step, get in bed naked, hold each other. That's it. And if that's too big, just get in bed with your clothes on. You know, we could start it off with a simple, you know, give each other a non-sexual massage. Just reacquaint your bodies with touch. What is it like to just kind of hold hands as you're watching a show together? If that's if that feels risky, that's where you need to start. Yeah, maybe sit in front of your partner and both of you take turns rubbing each other's shoulders, just so that their touch is starting to happen. It it does so quickly reawaken the body、mm-hmm. to its need for touch. This is the the blessing of starting over. Is it actually does create that hunger again? We're refeeding each other, and that helps. So I love, yeah, non sexual touch, moving into naked touch, naked holding, moving so, into non sexual naked touch. As you're kind of scaffolding right and building your capacity. Because, like, if you are hungry, you're not going to eat a gourmet meal after starving for a hundred days. Right. right? You're going to start off with something little, with, with same mindset with with sex. But what I think is critically important is after the encounter to have a conversation about it. Did you feel pressure? It's the being able to talk about the pressure or what kind of turned you off or what turned you on that couples are not having. That's the missing ingredient. 
right? Yeah. And for each partner to kind of go into it with that's the mission. Like we want to have a good experience. If something's blocking it, we're going to talk about that. So either way, we're going to come out of that encounter better, either with more information on what's blocking us or more success in having the encounter. Couples win when they go in with clear missions. So true. I saw a couple and they were sitting on the couch together on my Zoom session. And at one point, one of them reached out and touched the other one. And then the other one at another point in the session leaned over and put their arm around the other. And I said, I asked each of them, of course, in the EFT, we call them enactments, but I asked each of them to tell the other, what did it feel like to see that your partner's body just kind of instinctually reached for you? What was that like? And both of them were so reassured. It's like, gosh, it, it feels so good to know that they wanted to touch me, that their body was telling them to touch me. And then I asked them, and what did it feel like to be touched? And they're like, you know, it was so comforting. Right. And, and I just think people don't say those things outside of a therapist's office often to each other. Like, thanks so much for that hug. It, it yeah. really made me feel close to you. Beautiful. I was working with a couple where the opposite happened. The the wife reached out to touch the husband and they hadn't been having sex and she was stroking his shoulder. And I was like, what was that like for you? And he was like, to be honest, I couldn't even feel it. I was so focused on, am I going to get aroused? Is my penis going to get hard? I didn't even notice she was touching me. So it's a great way of revealing the block, right? He didn't allow himself to feel the touch because his focus was elsewhere. Yeah. which sets them up for another encounter this time put that away we're not going to worry about if you get aroused we're just going to try to see how touch is for you can you see let your body feel that and tune into it because he's tuned it out that kind of touch again once the couple had success with that touch with the pressure off they were able to start increasing it so i listened to this guy george on i i watch him on videos he's a motivational speaker for exercise and Mm -hmm. his name is josiah novak so shout out to josiah novak but one of the things he says is he says you know i woke up this morning and i really didn't feel like working out so i worked out and everybody Hmm. on his feed says that all the time they're like you know i i was going to the gym and it was my gym day and i really didn't want to go so i went to the gym you know, it's like they do do a just do it strategy. Just love it. You know, and the other thing he says is if you are having trouble, you know, motivating yourself to lift weights or motivating yourself to go on a walk, tell yourself, I'll do it for 10 minutes and then I can stop. Nice. And so that's what we suggest. Just lay in bed for 10 minutes and then you can get up and go about your day. But the thing is, is once we start in a direction The cool thing about it is exercise actually feels good. Our body keeps us going and sex feels good. We'll we'll keep going. So just give yourself a shot. Give it 10 minutes. And if you don't feel like doing it, just do it. Just doing it is step one. That's what we're aiming for, right? If you can't just do it, then step two is you got to talk about that. I wish I could. I was just... You know, afraid I wasn't going to get turned on and I just didn't have it in me to take the risk today. Like, you have to have a conversation. If a couple is talking about this, you will fix this problem. The only thing that's going to keep you sexless is no conversation. Mm, 
Yeah. Right? If we can identify the problem, we can fix it. But if we can't talk about the problem, we're never going to be able to fix this. So step one, just go for it. Right. I love that. Take one step. You have some control. Be intentional. Seize your agency. Listen to that part of you that wants more. Plug into it. Allow it to move you. Right. That's the whole point is to create a new move. So I love that. And if you can't, we'll settle for then talking about not being able to do it. Either way is going to head us towards our partner, head us towards the new move. Right. Exactly. Okay. So sexlessness, you got to start. Start somewhere. And if you can't start somewhere, talk about it. Beautiful. And you're a couple minutes away from having sex. This isn't that impossible. This is doable. So join us in Texas if you're a couples therapist and want to learn about sex. You know what they say about sex in in Texas, George? Everything's hotter and bigger in Texas. (laughs) Keep it hot. Keep it hot, y'all. So, Lori, I know we're getting feedback. Some of our sponsors, some of our listeners are wondering why we go in certain directions and, you know, who we choose and why. And we welcome that feedback. We really, your listeners are so important. And, you know, my mindset as a trainer has always been, I would rather have some help than no help at all. Right. I'd rather have somebody who's less experienced to help me at a training than not have anybody help me at all. Yeah. And I know this is a crazy time where the need for therapy is through the roof. And the amount of therapists there to meet that need is not actually enough. Yeah. Right. So we, we need help. People need help. If they're reaching out to help, if that's through a pill or that's through a phone and that's through a therapist's office, like some help is better than no help at all. So I just want our listeners to understand that's my mindset, you know, has always been around that. Right. And I'm advertising products that have CBD oil. And I know people are really anxious about that. And I have done the research. I think that it is good and it helps the body relax. It's good for sex. It is. It does not give you a high. It doesn't give you an altered state. I feel really confident about the products that I'm advertising. And I know this is brand new for our listeners, for us to be coming out for services and products that they have questions about and concerns about. You can write us. You can give us your feedback. We're open to it. But, you know, we are part of Cloud 10 and we're so proud of them. And that network really is helping us expand our reach, frankly. It's giving us growth and we want to do that. And it's supporting us. And, you know, we we have done this podcast. I've done it for six years. George has done it for three years. And we've given in episodes and worked. And this helps us continue to do this and provide free content to you. So, you know, send us your concerns and please support these products. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number four, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.